I was doing things differently. So there wasn't really a playbook out there that I could follow. And a lot of the contemporaries that I had were doing things, you know, much more traditionally. So I, I felt very sort of out at sea about that. And what I decided to do was just educate myself. Hey, welcome to My Company Story. I'm your host, Don Burge. My Company Story is a podcast where I get to interview some of the most interesting business owners and CEOs about the challenges that they've faced and how they've overcome them. Enjoy the show. Hi, I'm here today with Rebecca Brooks. Rebecca is the CEO and founder of Alter Agents. Rebecca, welcome to My Company Story. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Rebecca, can you tell our audience a little bit about what Alter Agents does, who your uh, customers are, um, how many employees, what you guys look like? So what are you all about? Sure. Well, Alter Agents is a full-service market research firm. So what we do is we help clients who have questions about their customers. It could be, who are my customers? Who should I be targeting? Uh, what are my customers' interests and passions? How do I get more customers? Really anything around that um, sort of area. And they come to our company to help them figure out how to find those answers. Our job is to design the research program, whether it's qualitative, which would be focus groups or uh, online interviews or in-person interviews, or quantitative, which would be online surveys, telephone surveys, um, and we design custom proprietary research for those clients to answer those business questions, um, execute the research, and then turn around a deliverable that would have an analysis of the data and recommendations for how to move forward based off of what we're finding. Um, so we're really sort of the, uh, the bridge between brands and their customers and helping them understand each other and helping the companies that we serve do a better job serving their end user. Great, Rebecca. Can you share with us a little bit about who your customers are by name, or if not, the industry and how you've served somebody, a specific example of what you've done for one of your customers? Sure. Uh, well, we're really honored to be working with um, a great array of brands. We don't specialize in a particular category. Um, so we've got clients like Viking River Cruises, YouTube, Activision, uh, Hyundai Motor America, California Lottery, SoCal Gas. So, you know, we go everything from utilities to new media to entertainment. Um, it's, it's quite a range, which keeps the work really interesting. That's fantastic. And what, what's an example of something you've done for, say, Viking Cruises or Hyundai? I mean, what would be a specific project that, that, that the audience can relate to? Yeah, well, Viking's a great example. Uh, we've got two different studies that are continuously in field, meaning these surveys are being asked every day of people that are within the, the Viking target demographics, so people that love to travel internationally and have the means to do so. And we ask them their opinions on, uh, first of all, how many cruise lines are they aware of? What did they think of them? Who would they consider? What are the pros and cons? And that really gives us sort of a daily pulse on the brand and the brand's health and where it sits in uh, relation to the competition. And it's really fascinating to do that on a daily basis because when things happen unexpectedly in the industry, you know, there's a, a wave of sickness on a boat or a particularly bad storm catches a boat, uh, you know, in a delicate position and all of these videos go up on social media. We're always in field able to uh, 
you know, give our client real-time feedback on how that's being perceived, what it's doing to their brand, what steps they might need to take to counteract that. In addition, we also have an online community of about 5,000 travelers who um, we can source for anything from, uh, you know, what's your favorite restaurant in Rome to um, when they were building out their ocean liner, we did a lot of work on what people wanted in their room, what kind of am amenities were important to them that would make a difference. So we really leverage them for, uh, you know, a lot of really interesting questions as well. That's fantastic. That's very interesting. And thank you very much. That's very specific about what you guys do and how you can, how you help your customers. And obviously you've had some great success. I mean, tell me about your growth in the last few years and what's happened recently with your company. Yeah, well, we have been, we're going to be celebrating our 10th anniversary in 2020. So I'm really Congratulations. Excited. That's great. Thank you. It feels like a real milestone. Um, you know, we were lucky enough to start with clients that followed us from uh, our previous work. So we had a nice landing into uh, a, a pretty good revenue stream. But of course, clients move on, things change, uh, you know, and we ended up needing to really be focusing on our pipeline. And that's something that we started doing in earnest uh, right around 2016 um, and thinking about where did we want the company to go and how were we going to grow it? And that's, uh, you know, the work that we do is really about customer service and about client relationships. And so it's not a fast sale. You know, I don't have a widget that I'm trying to sell to somebody and say it's better than this other widget. Um, I'm selling our intellectual capital. I'm selling our talent. I'm selling our service. And so it takes a while to build that up and um, you know, find a voice for how we want to do that, how we communicate it. And so we're really starting to see the fruits of that labor coming through these last, I would say, 18 months um, of us working really hard to establish a reputation in the industry as a thought leader, as somebody that approaches research differently, as a team that is really um, valued for their insights and skills. So uh, we're, we're building that reputation and we're starting to get people coming to us uh, and seeking us out, which has been really fantastic. That's great, Rebecca. Well, how do you guys, how do alter agents, how do you, how do you differentiate yourself from a very crowded marketplace and, and from your competitors? Yeah, I, it, you know, it's tough because the thing that really does set us apart is our, is our approach to the research um, and how we really work on building a partnership with our clients. Our end result is that we should feel like an extension of them, um, that we should be uh, as seamless with them as any of their other team members are internally. And um, to do that, we really need to have a lot of trust and communication back and forth with the client. Um, we need to understand their priorities, who their internal stakeholders are, what's being asked of them. Um, but we, we thrive on that. We thrive on being a part of the team in that way. And so uh, it, it's kept our clients very loyal. We have an amazing client retention. Most of our clients um, grow year on year. From 2017 to 2018, we didn't lose any clients. And 11 of the 13 that we had actually increased their business with us. Wow, that says a lot about you and your team. Yeah, thank you. And, it, and so we have a lot to stand on in that regard. The hard part is that it's very difficult to walk into a room with somebody that doesn't know us and convince them that that's a reason to make a $50,000 bet on our company. 
Um, so that's why we really work on, you know, uh, building relationships, offering up acts of service, you know, uh, volunteering to have a brainstorming session or write a POV on an issue or uh, consult on a study design that we may not get, but that we want to demonstrate what we can do. And so those little things tend to, you know, snowball into the bigger work. And um, that's how we found that we can, because, you know, everybody can walk into a room and say, we've got great customer service and, you know, our clients really like us, but we actually need to prove it. Yeah, you need to prove it. And, and you're doing that, obviously, by your customer retention and by the by what you've just uh, spoken about. That's wonderful. Rebecca, if you can, tell us a little bit about why you started the company and how you got it to become in, you know, in the seat that you're sitting in right now. How did that come about? Yeah, so I was running the Los Angeles office of an of a international market research company. Um, and I found... I found the work frustrating um, it, because it was uh, it was a bigger corporation. Their client servicing model was different. I didn't really enjoy it as much. I also found the way that the the work environment in most market research companies is very um, fast paced as it should be because you're meeting client demands and, and needs, um, and it's a service job, so we need to be of service. But the, the sort of environment in which a lot of market research companies operate was, I think, in my opinion, fairly negative to the employee. And I felt like there had to be a better way. There had to be a way where employees could be treated as adults and given consideration for their time and their effort and, and their work and still have clients be happy and still have the work be quality. Um, and so when I was thinking about my next move, I didn't really want to go somewhere else and try to change a culture. I wanted to build a culture. So that led me to starting my own company, which I did with two other partners who joined me from the previous company. <clears throat> and the three of us kind of set off on that mission. Um, but over the course of, you know, the, the nine years that we've been working together, people, uh, you know, priorities shift, um, people's focus and energy shifts. And we got to a place where the other two partners um, weren't really, uh, you know, just, just weren't really uh, motivated in moving forward in the way that I wanted to move forward. Um, I had really aggressive growth plans for the company. I had uh, a lot of marketing strategies that I wanted to implement and different things I wanted to do and a lot of uh, energy behind that. And mm -hmm. it just wasn't something that they were feeling so through a lot of you know tough conversations we came to the realization that it was probably best to so, uh, split up the partnership yeah so you broke out so you were working with uh, a, a team in another organization another company kind of frustrated with the way they were treating employees and you and a couple of other people over there said hey we can do our own thing let's break off on our own you went off and you started your own company then alter agents and then after about nine years, you figured, you found out that, you know, the other two partners really weren't aligned with where you wanted to go. And yeah. so what happened then? How did you solve that problem? Well, you know, we're, we were friends. And I think um, as with anything, it starts with really honest communication and um, compassion for one another. So we brought somebody in who uh, sort of... Um, translated uh, for everybody what we were kind of thinking and feeling and where we were going 
asked us some hard questions that got us thinking about things a bit differently. And through that process, um, everybody kind of came to their own conclusion. Uh, mine was that I absolutely was 100% committed to this and I saw, you know, big plans ahead and I was ready for it. And they came to conclusions that they weren't. And so, um, you know, it was a very amiable, um, it, was, it was about as amiable as it could possibly be. That's fantastic. In, yeah. It's like a friendly divorce, in other words. Yeah, friendly divorce. And really the clients were the kids, right? And so we yeah. had to make sure that they were taken care of and um, the transition went smoothly and, and my partners were amazing at that. So I'm very lucky to um, have been with people that recognized uh, you know, when it was time to move on and then, and then how to make that transition as seamless as possible. So we kept all of our clients, we kept all of our employees. Um, you know, it, it was, uh, it was, it, I'm very lucky for that. That's great. And you said earlier, I caught something in, in what you just said that you, uh, enlisted the help of a facilitator or someone mm -hmm. to really come in a neutral third party that came in and said, look guys, let's all sit down and talk this through. And that really helped quite a bit in, clarifying what you and your other partners wanted to do uh, with their lives. Is that, is that a correct? That's exactly right. I mean, I, he really served two purposes. I think the first was that when you work with somebody, I mean, just like in any relationship, you know, you have some resentments and frustrations that have built up. You've made some assumptions about one another. So he was able to cut through that in a way that I don't think we could have on our own. And then he does this kind of work all the time. So he knew the kinds of questions to be asking of us. He knew what we needed to be thinking about and we didn't. So he was able to really uh, guide that conversation in a way where everybody felt heard. Um, everybody felt like uh, they were being understood and we were asking the right questions of ourselves to, to get to the, the right conclusion. That's great. And at the end of the day, all three of you came away from the table being as satisfied as you can possibly be in a situation like that. Yeah, I mean, it's always hard to end something, you know, and, and uh, I think we all felt lost in a different way. Um, but knowing that it was the best thing for us individually and for the business. Now, what do you see for the future of the business and for the industry? I mean, you seem very bullish on the way it's going to be going and you're all in on this company now. It's just you, your partners are out of it. Why are you so optimistic and where do you see it going? Um, I'm very optimistic because I, the feedback that I've gotten from our existing clients, from the people that we're prospecting with, from even my competitors in the industry, I think that we've really hit on uh, not only the right formula in terms of the work that we do, but the kind of culture that we have. We have an enviable culture and uh, people want to work with us, both as employees and as clients. Um, and I think that that puts us in a really fantastic position of being able to almost, uh, you know, choose who we want to work with and who aligns with us. Um, you know, the, just the, the perspective that I have is that, uh, you know, a lot of my other competitors are still running their businesses very much the way market research companies have been run for decades. And they're experiencing a lot of burnout and a lot of turnover, a lot of client dissatisfaction because of that. And we don't have those problems here. And I think that um, it, the, the old way of working is going to continue to exacerbate those problems and nobody else seems willing to make changes. Uh, but we've already you know, been running that model successfully for 10 years. 
That's great. Rebecca, I ask everyone who comes onto this show, every entrepreneur, business owner, and you've been in business for over 10 years and, and doing what you're doing and you've got some great experiences that you've gone through. I'd like to know some of the challenges or one or two of the challenges that you have faced and then how you've overcome that challenge. Can you speak to that? Sure. Um, I think for me personally, the biggest challenge was that I had never taken a business class. Um, I had no, uh, I had no formal training either in my field in market research or uh, as a business owner, I kind of fell backwards into the career and learned on the job. And so I had um, a lot of uh, insecurities about, you know, was I running this business correctly? Um, I was doing things differently, so there wasn't really a playbook out there that I could follow. And a lot of the contemporaries that I had were doing things, you know, much more traditionally. So I, I felt very sort of out at sea about that. And what I decided to do was just educate myself. Um, and how did you do that? Well, I, you know, <laughs> a lot of networking with other CEOs in different industries um, and learning from them. But then I got a real breakthrough with the Goldman Sachs 10,000 Small Business Program. I've heard good things about that. Yeah, they accepted me uh, in 2018. And it's essentially, it's a, a, a boiled down MBA class where your case study is your own business. And they actually helped me navigate my partner buyout, helped me build out a five-year plan. And what was really interesting about that was that I didn't know a lot of the lingo, but I was doing a lot of the things right, just intuitively. And so that gave me a lot of confidence to sort of step up when, the, when we were going through this decision and say to the partners, like, no, I think I can do this. Yeah, I bet it did. Now, is that a program that had a beginning, middle, and end, or is it a continuing uh, program? Um, the coursework had a beginning, middle, and end, but you're now, I'm now part of the alumni network. So they've got um, an online group that you can ask questions to. They have annual summits um, across the country. And then in my particular cohort, uh, many of us have stayed together in these sort of localized mastermind groups where we get together every two months and share uh, pain points. And my group happens to do a book club, so we talk about um, the, but, you know, business books and books about being a business owner. That's great. So really, what I hear you saying is that you didn't have any formal education in business school, business management. You kind of jumped into it. You figured it out as you go. And then you realize, hey, I need a little bit of, I need some help. I'm not formally uh, knowledgeable about business practices. So you got involved with a peer group. You got involved with a network that really helped you through those kinds of challenges that, like that. Yeah. And it's, it was amazing to me that when I started asking for help, how many different places and people were willing to help. Mm. Um, and, you know, for free, like there's this organization, I think, I'm not, not going to remember their name, I think it's called SCORE, where a lot of retired CEOs and C-suite executives will volunteer their time. Um, so I had a fabulous uh, former CFO work with me on developing out my business plan um, and thinking about how I was going to afford the earnout for my partners. Um, and he just volunteered his time. Um, mm. That's wonderful. Yep. Yep. I've heard of that. That's a good organization. And, and uh, there are a lot of people out there that want to help people like you because you're the, you're the economic engine of the country and you're creating jobs for so many people. And really, you're putting it together. You're on the front line. 
and a lot of people really appreciate what you're doing and want to see your success with that. So I see that all the time. Other challenges, anything else that comes to mind, Rebecca, that you've uh, overcome uh, that uh, you'd like to pass along to other business owners? I, I don't know if I've overcome it, but... Um, <laughs> we never really overcome them, do we? <laughs> yeah, but I will say that the transition from being one of three partners to being a solo partner has changed, um, has forced me to change some of the ways that I interact with my staff. Mm. Um, How so? Give me an example of that. Well, you know, in a way, having a having two partners allowed me to hide a little bit. I could sort of, well, you know, she won't let me do that or, you know, he's saying no. So it kind of gave me some cover for tough decisions. Um, but now I'm, I'm out there on my own wide open. Um, mm-hmm. I have to make a tough decision. Everybody sees that it's me uh, making that tough decision. It also um, forced me to be a little bit less uh, palsy. Mm, right staff I had to be more I needed to step up and be the person they wanted to follow not the person they wanted to hang out with right you needed Um, to to be the to be the leader and not the friend exactly exactly and I had kind of taken on the role of like again making this a marriage analogy I was kind of the good cop I was you know the nice mom Mm -hmm. um, in our in our dynamic and now I had to be everything now you're the single parent now. I'm the single parent, right. And I've got a discipline and I've got to set boundaries. And so that I think was just personally for me uh, and is still something that, you know, it, it felt uh, a little bit lonely and isolating and a little bit unnatural for me, um, but right for the business. Yep. So. Yep. I get it. Very good. Well, Rebecca, this has been great. Um, we've been about 20 minutes talking right now. So I'd like to, um, if someone listening would like to get a hold of you, what's the best way to do that? Best way is by email. So you can reach me at Rebecca at alteragents.com. Um, we also have a really cool chat feature on our website. You can click on it and instantly start talking to somebody in our office, which uh, I love that we built. I would love more people to use it so you can get a hold of us that way. Um, also, our website, alteragents.com, has all of our contact information. Great, alteragents.com, and, and uh, click on the chat and start chatting away with you and your staff and, and take it from there then. Yeah, that'd be great. Very good. Rebecca, thanks so much for spending a few minutes with us today. Um, I think you have a great company story, and I really appreciate you sharing it with us. Thanks so much, Don. Hey, thanks for listening to My Company Story. We have new episodes coming out every week, so please subscribe if you like this. And if you'd like to hear previous episodes, you can go to mycompanystory.com or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Also, if you or someone you know would be interested in coming on the show, please email me at don at Thanks for listening. <laughs>